Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. This is show number 82, released on October 26, 2011. My name is Steve Eunice, and joining me is Scotty V on the wire somewhere in remote America. Where are you now, Scotty? <laughs> Look up in the sky, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm actually in the Poconos, which is about an hour and some away from where I normally record. So I'm on. I'm coming to you live on my phone right now. So if it sounds a little odd, uh, there's your answer. I'm working on a play, and uh, we had rehearsal out here tonight. We actually open tomorrow morning for some students, and then we have shows all weekend and the rest of the month of November. So uh, that's what I'm doing, and that's why I'm away. We have a show at 8 a.m. tomorrow. So for me to go home and then come back, I'd have to get up at four and. I thought it'd be better to stay out here, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we apologise for the slight uh, sound difficulties, but uh, it's still pretty clear, and um, that's modern technology for you. But uh, we'll get into our discussion topics, and uh, we'll start with movie news, and uh, we've seen quite a few photos online in this last month. Um, we've seen Russell Crowe in his Jarrell costume. Uh, what did you make of that? <laughs> well... <clears throat> The uh, the the uh, excited child in me wants to jump up and down and be happy that we're going to have a slightly uh, more hip Jor-El in a in a, uh, in a scene that appears he's going to have maybe more uh, more to do on Krypton. Uh, apparently, the scenes with Jor-El are going to take place on Krypton, and we're going to see a little more of that, and maybe more of the adventurer in Jor-El. That, that possibly was handed down to Superman, and then maybe that's why we get some of who we have when we see Kal-El in action later on. But the uh, logical, uh, more cynical, grown-up person in me wants to say, what is with that outfit? I mean, <laughs> it looks like he cobbled pieces together from, I don't know, the Wicked Witch of the West's wardrobe you know, closet, and 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 I don't know. Put some metal on there, and I, I don't know what that is, but it's it's not. It ain't it ain't attractive. <laughs> okay, well, you, it does seem to have the uh, Superman tights, the blue underneath. So it looks like there is some kind of costume underneath the, um, like you said, metallic, whatever they might be, the kind of an armor suit that he's got over the top, and there's a bit of a cape going on there. And again, you know, it's. It's hard to tell what it will look like on screen. I mean, if you look at uh, pictures of, say, Marlon Brando when he was shooting Jarrell uh, scenes for Superman the movie, obviously it looked nothing like it did in the f- uh, in real life than it, as it did in person. Sorry, on film, when you uh, saw the lights and what it did with the that glowing effect, and um, so we'll, I guess we will have to wait and see just how it looks on film. But it was uh, an interesting look. Yeah, definitely something. Uh, Something that we're you know not familiar with. Very true, and uh, you know I've said this before about some of the other looks we've gotten of other characters, but really the Catwoman uniform. That uh, the pictures we're seeing are out in daylight. You know, a lot of cases taken by cell phones, and of course, the lighting, the the cameras they're going to use, and uh, the way they film it is going to is going to play a huge part in how any of these wardrobes look. So it's it's really hard to tell. Uh, I yeah. just felt. It looked a little unusual, and I think, uh, you know, just as as with any release that comes out online, you see people complaining about it. And, <laughs> but again, it'll look it will look much different, as you say, in the film. Yeah, and I don't think he'll be holding a cigarette. Probably not. Most likely. <laughs> not. But, Nor uh, will he be throwing phones at anyone. Yeah, but uh, we did uh, see some news of, uh, and if you follow Twitter and you follow Russell Crowe on Twitter, he made some remarks about fighting scenes with uh, with Michael Shannon and who's obviously playing Zod in the film. So mm, it's interesting. Like you said, there might be some more Kryptonian scenes, more more stuff going on on Krypton and more about uh, Zod and uh, Jarrell's actual relationship uh, before Krypton blows up. Yeah, I didn't want to get into that uh, until you actually broached the subject. But again, I just think that sounds really cool mm. um, because there is a relationship there. And, and, you know, they went into that a little bit in Smallville. We saw some of that. But um, I would really like to see a more serious and more, a more um, I don't know, a Kryptonian take on it as opposed to, 
on Smallville, everybody kind of talks like they're young kids on the WB, and, and uh, everybody has their, the same style. As you know, they're all Earth people, even though they're from another planet, and they all have that jive and that lingo. And I'd like to see uh, some more Krypton stuff, and I, I think um, this this bodes well for that. It looks like we're going to see where some of the animosity might come from, and and hopefully maybe see a take on them being colleagues or friends along those lines before that happens as well. And, and, and that's, that's, that's really good. And I, I'm actually kind of hoping, and I, I've heard some other people say this as well, that all of Zod's scenes are, are on Krypton, but, but uh, it, it also might be cool to have him show up on earth and, and I, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, well, that seems likely. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we've seen shots of Shannon, uh, Michael Shannon, filming at the uh, Kent farm. So I'm assuming that uh, he'll also be coming to Earth. Yeah, I guess it does look that way. I mean, um, you know, I spoke out of turn, as 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 we already know, we've seen shots of him on Earth, but um, yeah, the majority of it hopefully oh, well. might be on Krypton. Hopefully, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Now we've also seen photos of Henry Cavill. Um, without his shirt on and um it kind of on one yeah <laughs> on one side of things it's uh titillated a few of the uh the ladies amongst uh, and i suppose some men as well um to see uh <laughs> crow uh, see uh cavill without his shirt on and but it's also uh opened the debate a little bit in regards to whether or not the costume has padding and we've you know touched on that before in on radio kale in regards to what, how much of the costume is muscle embedded into the costume and how much of it is actually Cavill himself. And I guess these photos answer that question. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just want to say to, to, to all the people out there that, that were, were yelling at us about a muscle suit and, 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 and really down on Cavill for, for looking bad and not being nearly as muscular as Thor or as Captain America, uh, uh, so there, that's my answer <laughs> to them. Uh, <laughs> And also, I want to say that you mentioned that uh, a lot of females were were excited about seeing cattle with a shirt off, and 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 maybe even some men. And uh, I I gotta say that oh yes, I'm definitely excited. Oh wait, are we on the air? I, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but you scrap that from the. Can you cut that out when we uh, when we uh, before we go live? Can you sure, I'll just send that part to your wife. That little, you, yeah, send that to me, and I'll listen to it over and over and over again. Uh, but here about the girls, I mean, if that's if, if that's a way to entice young women to come and see this movie. I'm all for it. Yeah. Because I think we need more female fans. I think we need um, to interest young girls as well in, in, in collecting comic books and, and watching superhero movies and, and getting into it. And I think, you know, I mentioned Captain America before. I think um, that, you know, the actor playing Captain America, whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, looking Chris Hemsworth. at Doug, uh, well, that's Thor and him as well. I, oh, okay. I think that Sorry, that, Captain America. Yeah, no, you know, no, yeah, you're right. These young blonde guys with well-built bodies yeah. uh, appearing half-naked in, in some of the movie, I think is very appealing to women in some cases. And I think that that's a good way mm. to help bring women to the theaters to see these types of movies. Because a lot of times you think about them, and, and even and critics will make fun of them as, as uh, you know, uh, fanboy fests and nerd fests and you know the boys will come and see these movies but you're not going to get any women or wives or and i think we need to we, you know we're see, we seemingly seem to be crossing over to that where they're becoming more mainstream and more people are going to see them and yeah. i'd like to see that happen with the new superman franchise so, yeah for so sure hopefully that will do yeah now we haven't even discussed what might be happening in that scene i mean he seems to have torn pants and he seems to have a change of clothes and boots in, in hand, and it's almost like he's uh, running out of the building, whether it's the Kent farm or somewhere else, somewhere in uh, Alaska, whatever it might be. Um, he seems to have obviously had the clothes that he was wearing um, shredded to some extent, and he's uh, escaping or running out and you know, with a change of clothes in hand. It's uh, interesting to speculate. I have no idea what that might be uh, in reference to. Indeed, I, I'm, I'm, I like the look of it. I like how exciting it seems like it might be. Uh, he's got some black smeared on him, and looks like he was mm. in an explosion of some kind. Yeah. Um, I, I get the impression that that that's exactly what happened. Wherever he's at, something blew up, and he's coming out of that. 
uh, relatively unscathed as Superman would be, but mm. his clothes are kind of a mess. Um, and he's got that's the one where he has a beard, or is that another one? No, it's, yeah, well, there's another one where he has a beard, but he does seem to be, you know, slightly unshaven and you know, um, disheveled and almost has what some people were calling um, a Wolverine type appearance. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I like these pictures, and I like that he's kind of coming at us in an unkempt matter manner and in an unfinished manner. And what I mean by that is he's not uh, he's not cut. the crystal clean uh, Superman as yet, and yeah. and we may see that as we get toward the end of the movie or at some point in the movie. But mm. I like the idea of a, of a roving reporter, of a Clark Kent who explores the world, who, who goes to places like Alaska and and travels around before. He becomes the Superman that we know, but yeah. but still at the same time is doing good and, and being a hero uh, as well. Yeah, and we also so I'm, saw. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, we also saw a scene of him uh, in a uh, a kitchen apron or a cooking apron. Um, so that oh yeah, that be... was just the day that uh, he was volunteered to uh, cook food for <laughs> everybody working kitchen. on the movie that day. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> That so, was actually Henry Cavill. They all wanted hot dogs. And right, yeah. <laughs> he, he was the one that had to cook them. So, so uh, yeah, we, we don't know what's going on there. And, again, it might be just part, like you said, of him traveling around the world and, and you know, um, and earning his trade as he goes. And, you know, being a, um, a short order cook might be something that he has to do to, to earn a quit as he goes along. Or it might be part of his um, undercover investigations. Who knows what it might be. Who knows? Maybe he's having Lois over to the Fortress of Solitude, and he's cooking her a cake. Yeah, you know, with uh, well, we saw him doing it. Was it a pie in uh, Superman Two? Uh, yeah, yeah. Some people with saw his that, hate vision? but for a lot of people, it was cut out. Yeah, true. That's the extended version. So, uh, yeah. well, we'll wait and see what happens there with uh, those scenes in Man of Steel. Now, the only other thing that's uh, really come out of Man of Steel has been Michael Shannon's comments. He's been doing quite a few interviews. Uh, to promote some of his other work that he's been that he's concluded and other films that are coming out before Man of Steel, and uh, he seems to be slightly intimidated by the role of Zod, and uh, you know, n- not looking at the older films because he feels like there's a bit of pressure there to to um, you know do justice to the character since Terence Stamp is such an iconic uh, figure in that role, and obviously he's doing his own thing. It's going to be totally different. But um, he's feeling a bit of pressure uh, in the role of Zod. I think to stay away from Terrence Stamp, to stay away from the Donner films, yeah. and to stay away from uh, people's idea of what and who Zod might be is a great idea, and I wouldn't really want it any other way. I don't want to see someone try and do uh, a copy of what yeah. Terrence Stamp no, has agree. already done. Yep. Uh, you know, Terrence Stamp was a lot of fun, was a lot of cool, you know, stuff he had to say. He was also in the slightly campy direction of being Zod. So so based on what we've been hearing, this is going to be a serious take uh, that, that's going to be a little darker, that's going to have a different uh, story of Superman and Zod and these other characters, and it's not going to have a connection to those films. So having a new actor, Michael Shannon, playing an iconic role in a different manner is is the best way, in my opinion, to, 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 to go at this. And I think that um, we could have a great, obviously we could have a terrible movie, but, but we could have a great new Zod to look at, uh, whereas um, the guy on Smallville, well, everybody's names are eluding me tonight. Um, uh, Callum, Callum Blue, Blue, yeah. Played him kind of as a young Terrence Stamp, kind of. Yeah, that, yeah. Those kinds of, and, and it makes sense. I mean, as an actor, you would go and say, who is this guy? How do I get some, okay, so that's who Zod's supposed to be. And you watch it, and you, you don't really do a mockery of Terrence Stamp, but you kind of try and do some of the same mannerisms and some of the same looks and mm. some of the same scowls and maybe even a little bit of a voice because uh, you want to keep that legacy going and you want to keep the idea uh, of who people know as Zod going. But in this case, since we're starting fresh and it's a new thing and it's not connected, I I think... And I'm, I'm glad he's intimidated. I mean, I like the idea of him feeling challenged and, and feeling like he's got mm. a, uh, a big thing ahead of him and, and the idea that he's got some shoes to fill that, that are important to a lot of people. And I think I think uh, new Superman and new Zod for a new generation... Is going to be great. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing Michael Shannon's take. Yeah, I'm just thinking if Michael Shannon feels pressure, imagine how Henry Cavill feels. 
<laughs> Indeed. I mean, those are, yeah, he's got some stress going on there, I, I think. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we so there's like I said a few things going on there with the Superman movie. Um, we uh, they're obviously in Vancouver in Canada uh, up until the early 2012. So they're going to be there for a few months yet, and um, we wait and see what uh, further information and, and images come out of filming for Man of Steel. But we'll move to TV discussion now. There've actually been four four Young Justice animated episodes that have aired since we last recorded uh, Radio KAL. Uh, I've listed three of them to discuss. I haven't actually seen the most recent one with Zatanna, but uh, the first one we'll discuss is Homefront, which is the one where the red tornado-like robots uh, attack the Young Justice crew at their headquarters in the cave. Yeah, I, uh, you know, when I saw that there was going to be kind of a Robin-centric episode, for me, I've mentioned this show a lot, and I love it, and I think people should be watching it. I think it's great. I think the animation's great. I've said all this before. I'm not going to repeat it. But Batman and Robin as as equals of other people in the Justice League, you know, for my money, Batman doesn't even equal Superboy. Mm. So to have Robin leading the team or doing all these great things, I'm not saying that I don't like the character, and I'm not saying that the, the episode didn't go over well. I thought the episode was fantastic. My lead into that was, I wasn't all that excited, just like I wasn't all that excited when I heard they were doing another show about the teenaged uh, sidekick yeah. that, 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 that we, I felt like I, we'd already seen it, and I said this before too, but then when I started watching it and saw that the quality was just so good and the storytelling was just so magnificent that I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel the same way about Homefront. And, and, and um, what's her name? Artemis. Arrow. Oh, yeah, Artemis, Artemis yeah. <laughs> Um, again, a character no one's ever heard of that hasn't been on the team before that really isn't, we aren't really even sure who she is or why she's on the team now. Again, I thought it was a moving. I thought she had an emotional role to play. I thought it was touching, and I liked the way they went with it. Now, people that hear me speak, if they found out I was talking about a cartoon, they would laugh. They would say, why are you still watching cartoons? You know, aren't you 36 years old? Um, and I would say, look, the storytelling is good, and I don't care if it's a drawn animation. I don't care if it's computer animation. I don't care if it's live action. If you've got a good story with good characters and you're telling something I want to see, I'm there. And then I really, really enjoyed Homefront. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought exactly. I was I was with you there, and and having read the Young Justice comic book as well, it kind of there there was an Artemis uh, issue. I think it might have been the previous one sure. to the most recent one. Number eight, I think it was, and it tied in with. Uh, yeah, and it uh, made Where it like yeah. The, uh, yeah, and it felt like a you know a part of the actual uh, cartoon, like part of one of the uh, animated series, and it gave us a bit of her backstory and tied in with the artwork, even you know having that Alice in Wonderland uh, poster on her uh, bedroom wall. So um, it nicely done there by both DC Comics and Warner Brothers Animation to tie in both the comic and the animated TV series. Yeah, I like how they have that connection there, and it it's, it, it reminds me of of when they took the the diamond numbering off of all the Superman comics when they were all connected and mm-hmm. would go from one story into the next, and it really seemed like all the editors and all the writers and and everybody were on the same page and they were in the yeah. same room and they knew the story arcs and everything connected, and since then everything's just been all mishmashed and everywhere, and you read one book and you go, how can you be here if he's there in this other book and nothing ever makes sense. But with this, it seems like for some reason, with the comics and with TV, they're able to get on the same page and somehow correlate where they're going. Yeah, so it's been two completely different mediums, and yeah. I, I, I commend them for that. Yeah, same. And then the next one was Alpha Male, which was uh, the crew going to, I think it was India, and uh, these animals were all being controlled by these collars, and Captain, um, Captain Marvel went along with the team uh, to investigate, and um, Superboy came away with a pet wolf. Nice. <laughs> uh, you're kind of a, you're kind of. I, I should have said spoiler alert. Oh yeah, myself. sorry. <laughs> uh, I've been very busy uh, with the play, and uh, I, uh, I've had rehearsal every night. If it's not the play, it's the the band, and I'm, I just I have not had time to sit and watch the uh, next three episodes. Oh, okay. The last one that I saw uh, was Homefront, and uh, also I want to mention about that. Uh, I'm not sure where they went with it so far, but I, I'd be I would be really disappointed if if. Red Tornado ends up being what they seem to be setting him up 
to look like he is. Yeah, well, there's uh, uh, there's the most recent episode, Humanity, uh, which is uh, two ahead of where we're just currently discussing, was uh, goes into all that and is the uh, culmination of of uh, that mole and the red tornado connection and um, alpha male and um, revelation was also they they all kind of touch in on it and um, revelation we get to see a bit about who is behind um, this whole you know everything that's been going on with these the people in the shadow and and coming into the light and all this kind of stuff about these people who end up being um, these villains. And uh, we will, you know, I won't spoil it for you because I know you haven't watched it yet, but um, well, I'll say two words, Injustice League. Nice. Yeah. Hey, you can talk about it. I mean, this is a radio show. People are listening. <laughs> they want to hear what you have to say. And, you know, you're, 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 you're the King Superman guy. So, <laughs> you know, you got to give your opinion on, uh, on them if you feel so inclined, but, uh, yeah, you know, well, I mean, I'll watch them anyway. And sure. spoiling is not all that important. Yeah. Well, uh, with revelations, um, we get to see the injustice league who are made up of, uh, a number of, uh, villains and, uh, they end up being a bit of a, a curveball. Uh, they don't actually end up being who we think they are. And there's actually, a another team behind, these villains and uh, it's it's interesting because it really there's a lot of destruction and there's a lot of uh, the Justice League are involved in in taking care of the main um, uh, threat and uh, the Young Justice crew are actually sent in uh, behind the scenes to find out who's behind this major threat and to stop them so it's a very important uh, job that the Young Justice team are given in uh, in taking care of the main villains behind the big threat, and in some ways it's a plan by Batman and the Justice League to say, look, if we're seen to be um, taking care of the big threat, then they're not going to be expecting anybody to become looking for them uh, you know, directly. So uh, the Young Justice team are, are sent to do that and, um, and do it quite well. And uh, then, like as I said, the most recent episode was Humanity, and I haven't seen that one, and neither of you has yet, but uh, that involves uh, Zatanna, and has the culmination of the uh, the mole issue and, and Red Tornado's involvement, and we find out exactly what's going on there. So um, I can't actually give my opinion on that one, neither can you, because neither of us has seen it, but um, we're looking forward to further Young Justice episodes, and I'm really glad that we are seeing these new episodes, because for quite a long time there, we were just left with repeat after repeat after repeat. Yeah, indeed. And I'm, I, you know, what's been happening with me is when I do have time during the day, uh, say when my daughter Chloe gets home from school or before she goes, I, several times I've tried to turn one on and, and she gets involved with something else. And, you know, she's five years old. And I'm really trying to get her excited about superheroes and I'm trying to get her watching them with me. You know, when she was two or three, I'd put them on and she'd sit in her high chair and she'd watch them. But now it's kind of like, She's a five-year-old girl, and she's not all that interested, and I'm trying to get her. Lot, you know, I keep trying to avoid watching it because I want to watch it with her because I want to get her excited and into it, and it's not working for me. So if anyone has any suggestions, write them in. Tell you know how I can get this girl to sit down and watch superheroes with me. You know, She always wants to do stuff with me, but it's always like, can we watch Barbie together? Or, you know, can we do this? And it's stuff that she wants to do, but I'm very selfish, and I want to watch what I want to watch, and I want her to be excited about it, too. But, uh one thing I wanted to say about Batman on the Young Justice, you know, I think Batman's cool and I, I like him, and but it looks like he's the leader and he's really had most of the spotlight when, when they do show the Justice League. I'd like to see more of the other characters, and I'd like to see that they also have an input on, the, on, on what's going on with these plans and how they're teaching the Young Justice group, and it's not all Batman, 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 and all his say and how it should be run. It, yeah, uh, but I'm not sure where they're going to go with that. Yeah, I'd also like to I'd like to see some kind of a um, uh, come to a head of what's happening between Superboy and Superman as well. They've kind of put that in the background a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that because yeah. they definitely did set that up on purpose, and and uh, I'm sure we'll get around to it. Otherwise, they could have just stayed away from it altogether. Oh, for sure. Now, before we move away from TV talk. Uh, Smallville, which is something we haven't heard about for quite a while, having the series ended in the US. Um, the DVDs for... Why does the season of that start, by the way? <laughs> well, uh, that's what a series finale means, uh, Scotty. Um, it's oh, finished. I missed it. 
Yeah, but uh, actually, that's airing in the in the UK or as we speak. The first part. Oh, so if I move to if I move to the UK, then. yeah, you'll be right. You'll get the finale. Okay. So nice. uh, pack your bags. But uh, the the DVDs for the complete series uh, as a whole, the all eleven seasons. No, I'm just joking. All ten seasons um, will uh, be released in November, November 29th. Uh, there's also a Blu-ray collection of the season ten. Uh, complete ser- complete season ten coming out on Blu-ray and DVD on the same date, November 29th. So look for that uh, or pre-order it uh, as you as you would. Somebody and, uh, save me. Yes, from Scotty's singing. Come on. <laughs> so that's. I didn't uh, think I'd ever get to sing that song again, but there we go. There you Yeah. Well, there you have it. So that's uh, Smallville. Can't wait till ten years from now when they have the twenty-season Smallville collection. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's just about the. I think we've just passed the tenth anniversary of the premiere of, of Smallville when it first aired, the first episode ever. It's hard to believe it was ten years ago. It really is. It really is. I remember reading. Uh, I don't collect TV guide normally. I don't even read it or look at it. But I remember they had the covers, uh, the painted covers of Michael Rosenbaum as Lex and of Tom Welling as Clark and. Mm. Kristen Kroak as Lana, and there was one more. It might have been, I don't, I don't think it was Chloe. There was a Superman one. Been. The fourth one was oh, Superman. Superman. Okay. Yeah. It was Alex like Ross. Yeah. It was it painted by Alex Ross, yeah. And, and I collected those because it was a new show, and I was all excited. And I yeah. felt like I felt when I read the announcement about Lois and Clark some 10 years, almost 10 years before that, mm. and I was excited again. And, and uh, I remember collecting those and, and having so much hope, and, and, and I was so excited and so stoked. And it really, I mean, it paid off in a lot of ways. Yeah. It was really cool to have a Superman-related live-action show for 10 years. And, uh, you know, as much as I harp on it sometimes, uh, I do have fond memories, and I'm glad it was there. And, and uh, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are excited about the sets coming out. And, now... Uh, there are good things about it. Yeah, for sure. Now, in comic book news, uh, we've had... Uh, Issue number two of most of the new 52 come out this past month. Um, we didn't get to discuss Superman number one because that was released after our last podcast. Um, and that's obviously a big a big deal. Uh, what, what did you make of the first issue of the new Superman comic book title? It's a milestone. Well, there were a couple of things that I thought were interesting. They're, they're going with... Uh, an African-American, Perry White, in the new movie. Mm. And I had said, I had gone on record as saying the smart thing to do when, when the new 52 launches is to make Perry White uh, a black guy in the new 52. Because that way, when, when kids get to the movie in 2013 and, and, and decide that they want to start collecting comic books because of it, which is what we all hope, that they won't be confused or they won't say, this guy isn't Perry or this guy isn't my Perry or this is this, is, you know. And, and you, it seems like they're already setting themselves up to have a new generation of people annoyed because their version that they were introduced to in the movie is different than what they're going to get in the comics or vice versa. If they're getting readers now and they're seeing new characters now for the first time, you're Perry White and you're Lois, and then they go to the movie, they're expecting to see what they've been reading for the last two years, mm-hmm. and then they go there and, and that's different again. So things like that, uh, and then having Morgan Edge be African-American, it almost seems like they're just doing it to do it. Like, it's not, there's no particular reason why Morgan Edge has to be made African-American versus why it couldn't have been Perry White or why it couldn't be Jimmy. Or It just seems like they, it, you know, it bothers me in a way because it seems, it almost seems like they go, well, we need a black guy, so let's just... And that's mm. almost more insulting than not having any at all, because it's almost like a, you know, they always make a joke. Like a token gesture. Character or yeah. whatever. It's, it's like, you know, make a character, flesh him out, and, and, you know, have him be a black guy. I mean, why is it, it almost seems like, well, we'll, we'll throw the mantle onto a character that's already been around, or, or, or we'll make it a different character here, or a different character there. But in terms of the story, I, I felt like it wasn't, there wasn't too much different or too much unexpected about the story that we haven't seen from Superman comics before. With action, I was I was ultra-satisfied and couldn't wait for part two. Mm-hmm. Um, Supergirl, I thought, was, was really cool. I was a little let down by Superboy. Superman, I just felt, was kind of more of the same, just kind of run-of-the-mill, kind of a regular 
Superman story. Clark was the beacon of hope and journalistic integrity, and he was yelling about Morgan Edge taking over. And 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 super. What what really bothered me about it was Superman's dialogue. I just thought that it was really bad. Hmm. You know, the same thing. Um, uh, these cliched kind of jokey lines that just kind of fell flat. Um, I don't have the book in front of me, but things like, well, you've been doing all the pitching, you know, let's see if you can catch. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> lines like that. and Lines like, you know, you know that Metropolis has a strict policy where you're not allowed to shoot guns from a car being hoisted in the air. You know, I, I don't know exactly what he said, but just uh, some lines that I felt shouldn't have been there. They just kind of added a cheese that wasn't necessary, especially if they're going in a bold new direction with Superman and he's not supposed to be cheesy or silly or... Uh, yeah, well, I guess... But, it... uh, you know, the, there was definitely a lot to read. It was the yeah. longest... It was. Of the number one. It took me the longest amount of time to read. And um, so, there was, so a lot of people complaining about not getting their money's worth on some of these new number ones. Read Superman number one. There's plenty <laughs> of story to read there. Yeah, it's it same. goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, it was very long, and there was a lot of lot of uh, text to read as well with Clark almost telling the story as we went along, which ended up being his newspaper article in the end. And uh, I thought that was an interesting way of, of doing it too, because I was thinking all it along, was. why are they? Why like how is he telling this story if? You know, it was a bit strange, but then I got it at the end. It ended up being the newspaper article that he'd written for the Daily Planet about the events that had occurred throughout the comic book. And um, yeah, there was a lot, lot of characterization there. We, you know, we learned a lot about who's who and where, who's where. And we've got the mayor. We've got you know Morgan Edge. We've got Perry White. We've got Lois in a new job. We've got Lois with a new boyfriend. We've got Jimmy, and um, you know, we've just there was a lot going on, and there was a lot introduced. The old Daily Planet being destroyed, and the new Daily Planet being, you know, uh, launched, and there was a lot going on there, like you said. So um, it was an interesting and and lengthy read, but um, I guess the brashness that we're seeing from Superman is kind of comes along from what we've already seen in action comics. He's he's pretty brash and and um, and aggressive there as well. But he seems more like the Superman everybody is saying is Superman. He's he's more he's he's more tapered. He's calmer, and he's handling it in such a way that I've seen Superman handle things in, in many different cases. He's mm. not not throwing a helpless man, you know, ten miles into the bay and breaking all the ribs, for instance. Uh, but I did like I was surprised because I thought I was reading a Ron Troop article because early in the story, Perry White says. Ron, get down there and get me the print. I want it at the same time that we get the internet video feed. Yeah. And so it seemed to me that Ron Troop was writing the story, and then I was like, well, how does Ron Troop know all this stuff? Yeah. So, and I'm probably, it's probably, I'm probably an idiot because I've been reading <laughs> Superman comics for all these years. I mean, I should have been able to figure that out. It wasn't all that much of a curveball, but somehow I was shocked and surprised and pleased that it ended up being Clark Kent's article, and I thought it was a real cool way to handle it as well. Yeah, now issue number two actually comes out today, October 26th, uh, so Ooh. we'll uh, discuss that when we next record our next podcast. Uh, but Action Comics number two also came out these last few weeks, and that was a continuation of the uh, obviously the first issue and pretty much follows on directly from where it left off with uh, Clark uh, or Superman having been uh, captured and by the government and set up in an electric chair and pretty much... Um, uh, you know, electrocuted by Lex Luthor as a part of his investigation, tortured, tortured yeah, uh, as he's, as he's um, you know, questioning him. Yeah. Uh, being honest, I haven't gotten around to read it. <laughs> I haven't. I've been bringing it with me to rehearsals. I have some downtime, and I've been trying to read it, but I, I just... I have not read it yet, and I was really after I read the first one. I was really looking forward to getting to it, and I, I really do want to read it. And I, I haven't read it yet, but uh, I, if, if it's as good as the first one was for me, uh, I'm gonna love it. Yeah, no, I think it uh, definitely follows on. It has the same feel. It has the same, you know, uh, context, and uh, it's uh, definitely a good read. And um, was yeah, I preferred Action Comics so far to what I've seen in Superman, but. Uh, uh, you know, we've had the two issues there, so I'm uh, looking forward to the continuation of that. And interestingly enough, we've already heard uh, with Superman um, that um, Dan Jurgens and Keith Giffen will be taking over after George Perez's initial six-issue run. So we've already got changes 
on the creative teams uh, for um, for those books. And obviously Grant Morrison sticking around for a long time on Action Comics, but um, already a change on the creative team for uh, Superman. Yeah, I thought that was a strange announcement. Um, same, I felt I felt similarly about Justice League number two being uh, several weeks late. The whole idea behind this was to uh, have everybody on the same page, be releasing on time, not be late, and have the quality stand up and and somehow be able to keep on top of the duties that were supposed to be done that they were missing out on over the last few years. And some of these uh, big name artists uh, like Jim Lee. Who, who do great quality work and the stuff's beautiful to look at, weren't going to need as much time and we're going to be able to keep their deadlines and, and we're already seeing lateness and, and now we're already seeing sweeping changes on a title. Uh, bothers me a little bit. I mean, it concerns me a little bit. Uh, obviously, the sales are strong right now. I mean, they're having a, they're having a plethora of, of, of uh, uh, books selling out and, and, and being reissued. So, so far, the, the gimmick of releasing all-new number ones is working, and it's working for the all-new number twos. So, hopefully, it continues. It'll taper off. It'll get smaller and smaller, but hopefully, it'll still stay above what it was, and, and we'll see a boom, and we'll see new readers, and we'll see readers who are young now growing in and, and, and continuing to buy over 10 and 20 years. But, yeah, I mean, and, and Dan Jurgens and Keith Geffen have been great for years and years, and, and they're, they're, you know, legends. Legendary creators, but on but on on the one hand, I, I I must say that looking back at some of their older stuff after this announcement was made, it's very 80s, 90s looking. So I don't know if they're going to go that route and if we're going to get some of that art. I mean, I hope not in terms of uh, what it looks like because I do like the new kind of sharper modern images. I'm not talking about the new costumes. I'm just talking about the way people actually look mm, yeah. as opposed to the way they did in the late 80s and, and, and early 90s or whatever. And hopefully we don't see that. Because to me, that's a little that's a stale look now, and, 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 and we need to stay where we're at as opposed to going backwards. Yeah. Touching on some of the other comic books uh, published, uh, we, you briefly mentioned Supergirl number 2, that you're really enjoying that, and you were let down a little bit by Superboy. Uh, the second issue. What did you make of Justice League number two? That's been the other big uh, comic book uh, for this relaunch. Well, it's actually one of the ones I haven't gotten around to picking up yet because okay. uh, it's so busy, but it was late. You know, I went the week it was supposed to be released, not having heard that it was running late and not expecting it to be running late after all this planning and all this promising. And yeah, you know, well, we were talking about that before with Jim Lee and the fact that things are supposed to be on time and and I was very disappointed that it wasn't there for me uh, when I picked, when I went the week uh, that I expected it to be out. What what week was that? Because I I'm, I always thought it was going to be released on October nineteenth, which is the week it was released. Um, obviously, having been a th- uh, August thirty first uh, number one re- issue release, everyone probably expected it to be uh, the end of September. But it was always slated for an October nineteenth release. When did you expect it to come out? Uh, well, I, 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 not, I was not aware of that, but I okay. expected it, uh, as you said, I expected it at the end of September, yeah. the first week of October, uh, to be, uh, you know, but I don't know, does that mean every month they're going to give him a month and a half? No. Other I th- books supposed to be released every month? Or? No, I think they just wanted Justice League number one to be the first book to be kicked off in the relaunch, but uh, the, it, the second issue was always solicited for the third week of October, and, I'm, and I guess, I think, I'm pretty sure that the third uh, issue is the third week of November, so I think from now on it'll still be every month and on the month. But I think that first issue just came out earlier um, because of the fact that they wanted it to be the the first book to be uh, picked up on that week, where nothing else was published other than Flashpoint. Or was it number five or whatever it was that uh, ended that series? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's not as disappointing as I thought. <laughs> I mean, when I went in expecting it, my the comic book store that I go to. The guy didn't say, oh, no, it's not coming out till the 19th. He said, still late. That's what he said uh, to me. And okay. I said, what, late? It's late? He said, yep, it's been late. You know, it was supposed to be here last week. It's another week. It's, you know, uh, mm. and there's no date for it now. So hopefully we'll get it next week. And So he didn't, apparently he didn't know or he, didn't, yeah. or he just thought it was late too or he just assumed as well. But I think if anybody would have it, it would be the comic store guy and it would know the date it was supposed to come yeah, in. Yeah, no, well, the solicitations always came out. That it was yeah. late and not, 
No, well, okay, well, that, yeah. you know, I'll get it. Hopefully, it uh, <laughs> doesn't look like I'm going to get to the comic store tomorrow. I got a lot of stuff going on, but uh, and then Saturday I have a wedding all day with the band, and I got shows all weekend yeah. otherwise. So it's well, I my, can... my comic store that I go to is only open Wednesdays and Saturdays. So, oh wow, uh, that means. Wednesday will be my next chance, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, well, uh, I've been going digital with my comic book reading with my iPad and uh, been downloading them pretty much same day and date, which is fantastic, and I'm really enjoying that uh, experience. But Justice League number two was uh, obviously a follow-on from the first issue with uh, the confrontation between Superman and Batman and, and Green Lantern, and the Flash comes in, and uh, it's... Um, it's quite. It really picks up and keeps on the pace, and it's uh, pretty exciting. I'm enjoying what they're doing there, and I'm enjoying the fact that you know that we're seeing this first meeting of these characters, and um, it's uh, it feels really fresh, and it, you know. But at the same time, we know what to expect. We know who these characters are. They just don't know who each other are. So uh, it's quite interesting. I'm very excited about the whole digital thing. I mean, I'm actually tempted every month uh, and every week to just go online and, and, and buy my books there. Uh, but I am trying to continue to give this guy some business. Yeah, and, and, you that's know, fair uh, enough. With, for a little bit of time and, and a couple of times, I've been six and eight months behind, and he's just held all the books and, and hmm. not made any money on me until hmm. that time. So I'm trying to... And also with the, the Justice League having the combo, I don't want to buy it on Comixology now and yeah. then have to buy it again when I go to his store. So yeah. I'd rather just get the, the combo. Now, what do you make of uh, uh, the complaint that uh, Superman's comment to Batman, um, I don't know if it's when he's holding him under the water or, or what it is exactly. He's trying to get something out of him. And um, the, the quote that I heard was, talk Batman before I never let you talk again or something. Yeah, he's, yeah he's kind of pretty much choking him, saying, you know, talk now while you can, otherwise you will never, you know, pretty much what you said. I don't know if it's word for word, but similar on, on those, along those lines. And I guess it, it, it comes from that, the fact that we're getting this brash, new, more aggressive Superman, uh, more Golden Age type, you know, character who is, you know, the type that will threaten people to get what they want. Uh, we saw that in Action Comics number one. Uh, he, you know, scared the, the bejesus out of uh, that uh, that crook. And, um, you know, it's he's along those lines again. Um, I don't mind it. It doesn't come off as being um, overly aggressive or, you know, it comes off as being a threat, but you don't really ever think that he might go through with it, you know? I mean, we're not expecting Superman to be a killer. I think it's just one of those... Um, brash type of comments he makes, and Green Lantern's even worse than Superman. Green Lantern's so full of himself, it's not funny. Um, so uh, you know, I think it's more just boasting and bragging, and and you know, you know, a bit of a, a front to you know let these characters know who have kind of attacked him. You know, he's been he was there minding his own business, and these guys have come in and disturbed him, and and he doesn't know at this point in time whether or not they're behind this explosion that actually. Uh, you know, with this box, this uh, obviously apocalyptic um, contraption that um, has exploded for him, similar to the one that Green Lantern and Batman found. So he doesn't know that if they're behind it or not. And uh, so for him, I think it's more just a, um, you know, a bit of a, a boasting, bit of a threat rather than, uh, you know, anything that he's actually going to per perpetrate. Now, I have a feeling, and I've had this feeling, and I've mentioned it on some of the great scouts I've done, that, uh, you know, Justice League number two will turn out much different than number one, where we see that Superman can easily handle Green Lantern, and, and now we see the solicits that he's going to fight Batman in part two. And yeah. uh, my guess is, you know, you mentioned that in action he scares the wits out of that criminal, and it, my guess is that the threat doesn't quite work as well since he's handling Batman, and, and, and as we've all mm. kind of complained about for years, Batman seems able to wipe up the floor with any other member of the Justice League as easily as if he were sneezing. Yeah. So uh, my guess, again, was that by the end of it, we were going to see a Batman that was able to show <laughs> off and show up, uh, Superman well, and nah. the other characters as well. So I don't know if that came out in, in two already or if we still got to wait for three to get to that or, <laughs> or, or if I'm wrong. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. Not not necessarily that uh, he can't hold his own or that he can't be considered an equal because yeah. of his mind. But uh, he shouldn't always just be able to get the upper hand just because he's Batman. And, and no, that's well, one of the 
I've heard and one of those complaints that I've always felt uh, when it comes to that. Yeah, I have similar complaints, but that doesn't really uh, rear its head in Justice League number two. Uh, Batman's, if anything, is more of the... Um, he talks the characters down, these guys who are, you know, so, uh, you know, brash and, and are full of uh, confidence and he kind of puts them on point and and makes them, you know, realise that there's a bigger issue at hand rather than their own egos and uh, kind of just uh, brings everybody down a peg to let them know that, you know, they can talk through this rather than have to use their fists. So uh, it's an interesting read. If you haven't got around to reading Justice League number two, definitely pick it up. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, I'm enjoying the, the rest of the comic books that are coming out from this relaunch so far so good, and let's hope they, uh, they continue to be good. And uh, just going back to your comment about the combo pack, uh, DC Comics recently announced that both Batman number one and action comics sorry batman and action comics or is it detective comics and uh, and action comics will both be going into combo packs as well uh they both did so well that they're going to actually have combo packs uh, from now on as well as justice league very good very yeah. good all right well um, uh, i was i was disappointed that the i thought they were all going to yeah be there. i know you and did yeah. i found out it was only justice league, you know um but that's good I'm, I'm i will definitely get the uh, combo of those as well yeah, excellent. All right, now uh, just want to remind everybody before we move into the big question that uh, we do a live broadcast of Radio KL Live with uh, Michael Bailey co-hosting with myself. Uh, we do get other Superman homepage members on, uh, especially Scotty V's been on once, and we've got uh, uh, Jeffrey Taylor was on the most recent one, so a lot of the Superman homepage staff members uh, have you know been uh, participating in the live broadcast. Uh, Neil Bailey keeps threatening to call in, but we haven't had him yet, so um, we look forward to that too. But, uh, yeah, the live broadcasts are on a Monday night. Uh, the next one will be November sorry, October 31st uh, at 9.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So uh, go to supermanhomepage.com forward slash live uh, to check that out. You know what probably happened with Neil? He probably couldn't get me from the Phantom Zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably a connection issue. Oh. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move into the big questions segment of the show. Let's start with the big question. So uh, last week's question was, what do you think of the new 52 comic books now that all the number one issues have been released? Yeah, that was the question last month, not last week. but <laughs> uh... Right. <laughs> ah, we got a question every week now. <laughs> Next week's question is, why can't Scotty read? <laughs> but uh, our first one was our good little friend, Starla Bose, who wrote in and said, this is really cool or swell, as Mr. Kent would say. Uh, in my hand at this very second, I'm holding Action Comics number one and Supergirl number one. And soon in the mail, we'll, I'll have Superman number one. It may not be the real number one, but it's my number one. And you can't take that away from me. Now, I really didn't like Superman being mean. Stop trying to make him Batman. It just kind of bothered me. As for Supergirl, I like that story better, but it ended too soon. Like it or not, they are my number one. So, yeah, that's uh, Action Comics uh, number one. She uh, she wasn't too uh, happy about uh, Superman being a bit brash there, Starla. Starla is so cute. I love, I love that she writes in uh, almost every month. And uh, she's one of our uh, loyal uh, listeners, and I'm glad she enjoys it. And uh, I agree with her. They are our number one. Yep. Who's next? Calvin Bowes, her father, who also is a uh, regular contributor, he uh, writes, Why can't we have a nice, positive Superman again? It kind of made me mad that Action Comics number one was so violent. I understand that this is supposed to be soups when he's just starting, so I hope the less mean one comes back. Superman is a symbol of good, the best role model in comics. I know it bothers my daughter. I mean, is it going to be revealed that Superman is Frank Kessel? Is he going to start killing? It's just bothering me a lot. I'm uh, still giving it a chance, but I so want the big blue Boy Scout back. Uh, by Frank Kessel, I assume that uh, he means uh, the Punisher. Mm -hmm. uh, I've heard that. I've heard that uh, similarity made. Uh, you know, because now we have a Superman that's doing the torturing thing or, or trying to uh, threaten information out of people. So yeah, I could definitely see that idea being being uh, something that might bother you. And I've heard I've heard other Superman fans uh, complain about it as well. And it is a little scary if they take him down the complete road to darkness. That wouldn't be good either. No, but uh, it's a it's something that uh, hasn't isn't new to the Superman idea. It's something that was like he, that's what it was like back in the original 
Jerry Siegel's story. So um, it's just taken to a more modern context. Uh, next up, we have Martin, who wrote, The New Superman, How Do They Say? If It Ain't Broke, Don't Fix It. Uh, I guess the powers that be at DC felt that Superman was broke and needed fixing. He's way below the power level I'm used to, too. Actually, he seems very weak. I enjoyed an angry Superman going after Dark Darkseid or some other very powerful foe. Heroes knew that when Superman arrived, he is the big gun. Not crazy so far about the new costume either. It was the bright colours of the 70s costume that attracted a certain 10-year-old boy. The movie people, Chris Reeve, went for the standard Superman look. Only recently has that iconic suit been tweaked, uh, i.e. Routh and Cavill. Yeah, well, obviously some people aren't really happy about the change, but um, we had some uh, more positive comments um, in the Radio KAL Live, which we'll get to in a second with some snippets from that. But uh, who else did we have respond to this big question? Well, we'll get to Bob Moorhead in just a second, but I wanted to respond to Martin. And oh, yeah, go ahead. Some of the uh, bloggers and commenters that I've seen online, and, and, and you know, some of, the, some of the things that they've changed are, are a little, uh, they hit you a little bit harder than others, but um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I keep hearing that everywhere. But, mm. And the powers that be thought he was broke. Here's the thing, in my opinion, and 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 then DC's opinion, obviously. Uh, but you can look, you can look through the news, you can look and see the success or the failure of certain superheroes, and and it seems to me that Superman was broke yeah. and did need. Thing. I mean, he, he wasn't selling. He hasn't been the most popular guy at DC for years and years and years. And a lot of people want to blame DC and say that that's because they shifted to other characters. But the reason they shifted to other characters was because people were more into those other characters. Superman kind of lost his luster years ago, and people were kind of goofing on him. He kind of became the Aquaman. You know, I read mm. Aquaman number mm. one, and they make some inside jokes about him being able to talk to fish and being everyone's least favorite hero and being kind of a laughing stock. But, you know, I've loved Superman my whole life, and I will never stop it. I think he stands for greatness. I think he's wonderful. I think he's the best hero, and he is a great role model. And if kids get back into him, I'll be the happiest guy around. But as of right now, uh, he was broken in that kids like the X-Men, kids like Batman, kids like Spider-Man, kids like guys who will punch people in the face, kids like guys who will fight, kids like guys who are snippy and say smart things to people. And Superman was a little too clean-cut for uh, the current world. I mean, I'm not saying he can't be clean-cut. I'm not saying we can't. Uh, have a popular Superman again. I'm just saying that they're trying to get him back. I believe that that as bad or as good as it goes, they are actually trying to do something good here and 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 make Superman relevant and interesting to young people and to older people alike. Yeah, you're right there. And you know the sales weren't that well going that well, and um, something needed to be done. And this is not just a change for Superman. This is a DC wide change. Yes, Batman and Green Lantern haven't changed too much. But this is a company-wide thing they're doing, and um, so far it's been going well. Um, so let's hope that it continues for some people who are enjoying it. You know, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody's going to be enjoying the changes, but uh, the majority seem to be at the moment. Uh, we had uh, Bob Moorhead writing. Is that correct? That's right. He wrote, well, I've got to confess, I was very worried about the reboot, but so far they're doing a fantastic job with Superman. One thing I'm curious about, has anybody but me noticed that the Superman appearing in Action Comics is a reappearance of the Golden Age character mm -hmm. from the 30s and 40s? That Superman, too, abused wife beaters, intimidated hoods, and once demolished an entire slum to force the government to build a better neighborhood. Everything old is new again. Yeah, he's uh, come in with the same ideas that I had, that it's you know, a very a resurgence, of, resurgence of that Superman from the 30s and 40s, and um, I, I quite like that character from that period. So um, uh, Bob seems to be liking what uh, what's going on at the moment with Superman. I like seeing some of that too, but I want to tweak one of his words here, abused wife beaters. In my opinion, a lot of other people's opinion, wife beaters are not being abused. They're being given what they deserve. They're hit, <laughs> slapped down. They're Don't beat your wife. Don't hit women. Don't hit men. Don't hit people. Don't yeah. be violent. You'll get what's coming to you if you do. Yeah, <laughs> nicely put. Now, uh, as I mentioned a bit earlier, we had a few people comment about this topic during our Radio KL live show, and here are a few snippets from those conversations. Cool. Grant Morrison is doing everything I wanted him to do with Action Comics. Um, the first issue was so much fun. The second issue, maybe a little bit less so, but I think it still was a pretty good story. Um, my favorite so far has been Supergirl. I, I mm -hmm. thought that was an absolutely beautiful book, and I loved 
um, just the the lostness of the character and like being inside her head as she tries to figure out where she is, and then suddenly the sun rises and her powers kick in, and it was just it was it was a really really great book. Um, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Uh, um, I really liked um, Grant Morrison's take on uh, kind of bringing back some of the original Golden Age aspects of the original Superman. And uh, although I have to say, if I wasn't as familiar with uh, the Golden Age Superman as I was, or if I didn't know anything about him, I may have found uh, uh, this version of Superman kind of disturbing, but, uh, you know, since he's so different from the modern Superman, but uh, I thought he did a great job of kind of uh, bringing that aspect of Superman uh, and kind of modernizing it a little bit, so I'm interested Mm -hmm. in seeing how the, uh, you know, how he's going to develop and kind of bring him into the... uh, uh, new costume that's in Superman. Out of all of them I read, uh, Justice League seems to be my favorite. Most, uh, I don't know, something about the story so far is just intriguing. You know, it, it, you know, it's like you want waiting for to see what's going to happen with Superman. It's like you know, we wait this time to finally, you know, find out. You know, I mean, yeah, Batman, yeah. Superman, the whole, you know, they're like good friends in the old universe, so. Sure. It's it's really cool, you know, to to see what's coming our way with the Justice League, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I, think I, if it was... I I just love it. Well, there you have it. So some people who are uh, are pleased with what's going on with the change, and some people who aren't that pleased. But uh, we'll continue to <laughs> uh, cover those uh, those issues with the Superman comics uh, in Radio KAL. You can't please everybody, Steve. No, that's for sure. Now, uh, what's our new big question for the month ahead? This month's question is, if you were asked to change one member of the cast for Man of Steel, the film, who would you pick and why? Mm, I had a few people's comments regarding uh, the casting for Lois Lane with Amy Adams and you know, some people wanted Tom Welling for Superman. You know, there's always going to be those kind of people. So, uh, yeah, if you had to change one member of the cast for Man of Steel from what we've seen so far, who would that be and why? Uh, let us know by getting involved with the Big Questions segment of the show. You can click on the button there at the Superman homepage to send in your answer, and uh, we'll read that out. Uh, we might pose the same question on a upcoming Radio KL live show, so if you want to uh, you know, talk to us there about that, you can do so there as well. Uh, but for now, uh, get involved with the big question of the show, and Scotty and I will read those answers out in our next Radio KAL podcast. Lois pays a visit to an old acquaintance. I had a question. So you said on the phone. But since you wanted to talk in person, I gather this is for a story you're working on. Actually, no. Dan Turpin finds entirely new problems. Hey, Dan! That's Inspector Dan to you, Henderson. <laughs> right. Working hard or hardly working? You gonna get on with whatever it is you gotta say, or am I gonna have to wring your pencil neck? And Superman and Supergirl discover that the Queen of Almorak is not to be trifled with. Were I a lesser woman, I might point out your weakness for all to see. Lucky for you, I'm not that lesser woman. Can I heat vision her? Kara? Just a little? Oh, watch how it's done, amateurs. Monsters take many forms in Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, issue 82, on October 26, 2011, only at PendantAudio.com. What is it those legal types always say? Yeah. Oh yeah, no comment. Staying out of trouble is harder than Metallo thought. Is this some kind of joke? Uh, that, that gun looks pretty serious to me. Meanwhile, Kara's temper wears thin. It was Zod, wasn't it? Where is he? Where is he? Uh, you struck me. Kara! 
Don't miss Supergirl, Lost Daughter of Krypton, Episode 54, coming October 26th at PendantAudio.com. Okay, last show's sound for the super secret soundbite came from the Lois and Clark Season 4, Episode 3, titled Swear to God This Time We're Not Kidding. And uh, that was the wedding episode of Lois and Clark. And I believe we had three people, people guess it right. Who were they? That's right. We had Fred Walsh, Jeremy Crawford, and Matthew Apps. Good job. Good job. Well done, people. Now let's see if those three people and more can guess where this sound came from. You mean able to leap the highest buildings? Well, if you think you know where in the world of Superman that sound came from, Use the super secret sound by entry form found at the Superman homepage and send your entry in. Each person who guesses it right will have their name read out in the next Radio KAL podcast. I would send in Super Pup. I think it's from Super Pup. Hmm. Good guess. We'll see if you're right next month. All right. The Superman song of the month is Superman by the Dawn from their self-titled 1998 album. The Filipino rock band is considered the longest-lived and most prolific rock band in the Philippines. Wow. Well, you can uh, check out The Dawn at their website, which is www.thedawn.ph. Uh, so let's hear from this Philippines band and their song, Superman.
That's the show for another month. Now, remember, if there's a topic you think Scotty and I should discuss in our next podcast, you can send your uh, suggestions in to the Superman homepage using the feedback form, or you could email myself at steve at supermanhomepage.com. You can also email Scotty via scotty at supermanhomepage.com. You can also send a suggestion for a Superman song if there's something you'd like us to play, or maybe if there's a big question you'd like us to pose to the fandom. Uh, all those suggestions can be sent in to us using the KAL feedback form found at the Superman homepage. But for now, thank you, Scotty. Thanks for being a part of Radio KAL. Thank you very much, Steve. And everybody remember, look up in the sky. You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com. dot <laughs> 